0: I have walked out on a pool deck <laughs> and oh, been like, excuse me. <laughs> and it didn't go over very well, so I didn't do that again. No. <laughs> oh, I just to have seen that. <laughs> <laughs> excuse me. Welcome to Fitspeed Radio on your minimal sneakers, notch your headphones into your ears, tuck your smartphone into your pocket and take us along for a walk while we talk. Or just grab a cup of your favorite drink and get on the floor and stretch a bit while we bring you all things fitness, core, and diastases recti-related.
1: You guys ready? Yes. Alright. Born ready. Born ready, I love that.
0: I, I love your first one though, when you're like, I wish I could just say all those things. I know, <laughs> that is so bad. <laughs> hey
1: everybody, welcome to Fit2Be to Radio. My name is Chris Benke, I'm the host today. I'm also here with Beth Learn, she's the CEO and founder of Fit2Be Studio. Um, we also have uh, with us Dr. Lisa Holland. She's an integrative women's health educator and therapist. It's very exciting to have you here with us today, Lisa. Thank you for spending some time with us.
2: Thank you for having me. I'm excited, excited to um, finally meet you, Chris. And of course, yes. I love spending some chat time with with Beth.
1: Awesome. Well, we appreciate it. Where are you located? Where are you coming to us from today?
2: Yeah, today I'm at home. I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina, based out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, But I do a lot of things virtual, so I kind of like to be on the move, um, trying to move that way to sort of maybe start bringing it on the road and here and there. Um, But yeah, I'm in Charlotte and it's a pretty conservative town, so it's been quite a ride for this physio yogi. (laughs) Southern <laughs> spiritualist in the Bible Belt, but um, I'm pretty former New Yorker on top of it, and Puerto okay. Rican Latina. So it's it's been a pretty good ride.
1: <laughs> so how long have you been? How long have you been in Charlotte?
2: I've been here since 2004. Okay. Um, so there's been a lot, a lot of growth. It's a, it's oh, yeah. a completely different gr- town here, um, hospital-wise as well as it's a banking town. You know, right. growing out of that. Okay. Um, but yeah.
1: And then before that, you said New York.
2: Yeah, born and raised okay. in New York, New York okay. City, downstate area. Right. Um, so kind of lived in the in the three boroughs kind of area right there, mm-hmm. right around New York City. That's where I cut my teeth as a, um, both as an athletic trainer, which is what I was. I graduated my undergrad in, as a um, sports therapist, athletics okay. trainer, and then went right into physical therapy. Did a good 10 years with that whole PTATC orthopedic sports medicine thing. And then I realized that I couldn't take any courses in women's health that I was looking at women athletes. There was like nothing right. really addressing their, them different. And, um, I just decided to, uh, go into women's health and from a very holistic standpoint though. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So,
1: so how do you, how are you connected with fit to be? How do you know Beth? Um, cause you guys seem like you, you do know each other pretty well.
2: Yeah. Um, well, Beth and I crossed paths um, at Jessica Drummond's event in New York City. What was okay. that, 2016? G- uh, 2016. Uh, yeah, 2016. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she was in the back sitting with Jenny Burrow, and I was friends, internet friends with Jenny, you know, like talking, and I was like, oh, I can't wait to like, really talk with you. And so I went over there to that table, and she was hanging there, and you just, you know, energy, good energy. Good. So I, I met her and uh, Beth Jones and mm-hmm. yeah Rachel Holmes, and we had a nice table there talking for a little yeah. bit.
0: <laughs> I could have sat at that table for years. Yeah.
2: So I just, you know, just kind of called on Beth when I had some things that I wanted to kind of talk about in my podcast and my stuff, and we've kept in touch through our mutual mm-hmm. community with the uh, Integrative Women's Health Institute and Women's yeah. Health World. So That's yeah, fantastic. now we're here. <laughs> I, love I, it.
0: I did not know how much i needed that event in new york i mean i i was just kind of going along for the ride and as soon as i got there it was like oh, these are my people
2: <laughs>
1: You're in. You're in. <laughs> yeah,
0: i found yeah.
2: them yeah it was it was a good it was a good cruise a good meeting of the minds and yeah. um, a lot of growth is going to be it really kind of fueled my fire in terms of like yeah, these are my people, but I think they're my new tribe, like my new somehow I need to support them kind mm-hmm. of because we all have the yeah. same, you know, I think it was the first time probably a lot of us got to see ourselves outside of the screen face mm-hmm. and, um, <laughs> you know, talking about things like, girl, mm-hmm. you got to get over that or like, you know, like, yeah. you know, like <laughs> let's do this collaboration or, you yeah. know, just from like a very casual kind of thing as opposed to very clinically oriented, just as people and people's energy and their realness or not realness. And um, I think that was part of the um, beauty of having that collective, it got me thinking like holding circles, the way I've held circles for women. Mm -hmm. um, You know, maybe there's a need at a, at the, at the, I don't want to say higher, but at the um, bigger circle, you know, Mm -hmm. that's feeding into these to also have that. Because when you're going through all of your training and this and that, it's about being the expert. And really the reality is we're all evolving and um, nobody's going to know what the hell we're doing if we don't learn how to shine that and know who we are. And, you know, so I'm trying to really promote that now. Like, hey, guys, that's wonderful. I love those 56 letters after your name. But nobody knows where to get you or who you are in the conversation. So it's going to be really hard to get business.
1: Let's talk about that. we all want to
2: start doing that.
1: Yeah. So you're, you're a therapist, but you're also an educator and, and you're an educator of.
2: um, (coughs) Yeah. Um, you know, honestly, um, I really try to teach women about their whole power, their whole empowerment. So that for me has always been, you know, my first brand was the belly guru and that came out of the pregnancy year because that's a very empowering transitional time for a woman to really decide, you know, what she's gonna do. I mean that's right. a big you know, you're you're basically setting yourself up, whether or not your relationship, how you got pregnant or whatever works out, you're you're in it for the long term at that point. Right, and there's right. a lot of uh, you know, helping women through many transitions, emotional stuff, a lot of cleaning up of things from the past and moving right. into the future. Um and so I was always educating women into how to reclaim that power. And you know, a really strong background of me clinically is the yoga therapist mm-hmm. hat that I wear. And my own journey using yoga as a personal development and lifestyle system. Mm-hmm. I could care less what the posture was or what class power, class versus this or that. For me, it was a very um, personally transforming, it was a way for me to utilize or or rectify some of my difficulties with religion and spirituality and then as the science started coming out with neuroplasticity and, and, mm-hmm. and, and just chemical dynamics and all of this so much of that was actually already said in yoga and I had this wonderful bridge-building opportunity and so I became an educator as the belly guru really in that bridge-building role of sort of making the East sound a little bit more West um, so that it didn't seem like such an abstract, you know, I'm, I'm not always talking chakras or this or that, but I do talk right. about energy, right. mm-hmm. uh, but yep. you know, I can relate that to vitality and cellular, you know, needs now. There's the, the words. So right. educating both the East and the West on how they're not really that different. I'm educating the women themselves out in the public about having this opportunity to look at themselves and their mind and their body as a union um, and then their spiritual life is as a aspect of their health. You know their spiritual health and how that's not necessarily. You know, really trying to just kind of not necessarily talk the taboo subjects, but talk about things that like the pink elephant in the room. Right. I, I you know, I, I'm okay. You know, I'm trying to find a way for them to talk about the pink elephant in the room because so much, so much, so much of the. Room, balance and relationship issues and lack of ability to rise in your career and is so much personal stuff Mm -hmm. and so much time that inability to number one see the pink elephant and then number two once you see it not ignore it right so you know I really feel like that's where I'm an educator in terms of like really life school about being a woman and what we could do with that body Mm -hmm. mind and spirit or soul purpose you know
1: Yeah, I want to go back to the belly guru and and Mm -hmm. talk about how how that started, how motherhood kind of propelled that into existence, and then, you know, how did that come to where you are now? How did that evolve?
2: Yeah. Um, I knew that I wanted to work with women, and when we moved down to Charlotte, I was kind of burnt out from that whole New York, you know, thing, you know, (laughs) and uh, I really thought I was going to be a stay-at-home mom but I knew I was going to do something like I purposely moved to Charlotte cause I knew that we could get in with a nice house and this and that with, with enough room for me to breathe a little bit, not right. having to be a two income family and whatnot. Um, and then as I was there in the cul-de-sac, you know, watching all the women with their, you know, obligatory wine at 5 PM cause that's how they get going. <laughs> uh huh. Um, you know, yep, their pretty houses and they're pretty perfect. Um, everything. Um, I, I kind of started asking them questions like, you know, why is this not working for you still? You know, like why, are, why still the wine? You moved from so-and-so, you made this perfect little house. And I realized there was some, um, you know, same issues with the health and things like that, that I had gone through postpartum depression and mm-hmm. um, some other things that, they were suffering from too, but didn't have a place to go except the ymca and unfortunately when you walk into the ymca's here it's like you know there's lots of energy (laughs) i literally was making a space for them to just exhale if you can get the kids in the car and so literally that became my mindset and i knew pregnancy was where i'm going to grab them because if you wait until a mom already has the kids she never has the time um, or she just goes back into kind of her mindset of before, yeah. and that might not necessarily be where she is in her cycle of life and needs to honor that. Um, if you try to get them too young, they don't listen to anything because <laughs> it's never going to you know, be them. Yeah. And so this is my way of getting into family and Your children. Window. Help Your the moms. Yeah, it's the same thing with Heal the Healers. Yeah. It's yeah. Like mom is the medicine woman of, of, of okay. society, and we don't you know honor them.
0: When you said when you said YMCA um, I thought you said wine MCA at first because you had just been talking about that I was like oh wine MCA huh. That might is that is that like native to Charlotte is that
2: <laughs> No but you know, that would be a wonderful flyer to attract people to the
0: next <laughs> you do get the workout you get the workout on the wine yeah. which is yeah. good- very popular here in Charlotte for mm-hmm. yoga class beer and brew
2: and, and yoga. Um I, believe and, it. um I don't really know how that works out, except for an addiction. But um, <laughs> and, um you know, some other things like that. Some other Now you of-
0: mentioned you mentioned heal the healers and that mm-hmm. like I see that as the, the overreaching theme of this podcast because um you and I both kind of straddle a fence. We were talking about this in the pre-show with uh, working with lay people and professional people all of whom are positioned to impact the world around them in pretty dramatic ways. You know, they're, they're right. therapists themselves, they're fitness professionals, they're mothers, they're fathers. They are ther- um, therapists, occupational therapists, they're doctors, they're nurses. And, and that's just who we work with. That's who we attract. And all of them have that thing in common that they are spending so much time helping other people that they're not, I know for me, I can go a whole day and spend so much time talking and writing about these topics and then I go to bed and go, wait, I never actually drank my own water mm-hmm. and I never <laughs> actually did my own exercises. A
1: carpenter with no trim <laughs> on his windows in his own house.
2: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah. We're
2: all believers mm-hmm. and so we need to learn the balance of receiving. And receptivity is actually the very, you know, is the very, um, you know, a little bit of, of that thing of like, you know, why I kind of wanted to kind of teach this curvy hustle because it's both. See, it's not just give and go get and hunt and, and gather. There's a side of it and it's not just women or men that, you know, need. To, we need to all both of us, you know, both sides of the coin and everything in between need to learn how to use the full spectrum for what's necessary. So we need to have our boundaries. We need to have our cycles, our seasons. We need to honor the receptivity without feeling like, you know, everybody's do, 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 instead of realizing, you know, like resiliency has to be built, you know, resiliency has to be absorbed and and received and Mm -hmm. things like that. So it's really about a balance. And I think, you know, both of us speak to the caregiver, regardless of you know, kind of what their primary profession is, whether it's yeah, right. you know, mom or being, you know, out there in some sort of CEO role or a mix mm-hmm. in between. Um, we're probably attracting that in both camps because yeah. I know for me, what I feel like I've realized is I'm really attracting the medicine women, mm-hmm. and the medicine women are as much of the, you know, women in their homes making sure the next uh, generation is solid as well as the ones that are changing, you know, things out there for the generation that is out there.
0: Right. Um, And you have a hashtag. Tell us what your hashtag is.
2: Yes. The hashtag is medicine woman rising. Mm -hmm. And I also like two, number two, get her, we rise. Because that is really the mindset or the energy of of really a movement I mean I made my mind body brand academy which is really an entrepreneur launch kind of accelerator out of that same mindset yeah. of togetherness abundance you know again another feminine
0: curvier hustle like, yeah and do it, was I gotta so do fun. it was so <laughs> fun to be involved in that you had me on there to talk about uh oh there's a sp- Spider, sorry, I just distracted myself. There's a spider in my window, but he's six feet away, so I'm just gonna leave him. He's, home.
1: Good. he's
0: good for. Uh, back to the Kirby Hustle. I'm just not gonna look at <laughs> him. You had me on <laughs> to talk about, yeah. you know, what it's like to have a successful business as a mom, and um, and how I balance mm-hmm. faith and family and fitness and and uh, and I membership, really that membership, making that community, which yeah. is really. A yeah, yeah. yep. more it's, it's different curvier hustle. It's different for me than it is for everybody else. And I can't yep. tell. I mean, I can offer insight and inspiration, but it, when it comes to the end of the day, everybody's doing it a little bit differently, and that's part of the beauty.
2: Exactly,
0: exactly. And then like seeing that,
2: you know, like we can. Um, I think that's again appreciating beauty and aesthetics. You want to go get that, uh, Mister Mister? Well, Spider? he disappeared. Just, no, I don't know where he oh, is. Okay. That's okay. I'm sure, he going,
1: I'm sure he's going away. Oh
2: like
1: the, the pickle, the He's thing.
2: going farther. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> 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 like that. Just a nice friendly nursery. Rhyme.
0: Yeah, we don't <laughs> really have many poisonous spiders here. We have brown nurse, but I've never seen one in my house. Mm. So I will tell you, moving to the today. south, bigger. <laughs> Everything is bigger south oh, like yeah. really the bugs the
2: mosquitoes the the everything i was that's the one thing i noticed i don't know if it's stunted growth from the from the uh you know the the, the, the lack, lack of sunshine, sunshine.
1: <laughs> the lack of sunshine
0: in new york or what but <laughs> oh yeah Ooh. over here it's mold and no sunshine so
2: yeah
0: i, I think couldn't that's a northwest uh-huh.
2: girl. Yeah. girl i can tell you that <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, I love these little rabbit trails. They're so much fun. This is what really makes it (laughs) for
2: me. But you know what? You know what's beautiful is that, you know, um, I could be talking like this. This is why I was saying before before we started recording, like, you know, call me anytime, Beth, when you want to, like, discuss something kind of like it's like a mix of business and just life or just being who you are because... I can do this all the time. Like I have a good friend, Christine Calvary Weber, who's in the yoga therapy world, and like literally, I was saying one time to her, I'm like, do you realize in the past half hour we talked about our kids, our husbands, um, a marketing idea that we had, a funnel idea. you know, what we're doing personally, like her research thing or whatever. And I love that. Like, Mm -hmm. because I don't have, like, I literally think I I have built my brand and network around having that in my life. Because in my segments, you know, out in the cul-de-sac, I'm not talking too much about you know, wearing my, my PT hat on, or my women's health coach hat on, or, you know, because that kills
0: conversations, I've learned.
2: (laughs) You're like, I don't care. You know, I don't care. Or they, they, Uh, they like, I just want to complain. I don't want the solution. And then, you know, then in the other circles, sometimes I'm just like, guys, can we just be like, just put it away for the night and just talk about how we're just really pissed off at our husbands right now or something. (laughs) Like, you know, like, Just just Yeah. Like, and then not worrying so much about competing. There's such an adolescent vibe sometimes in women's circles that I'm really hoping you rise above. Um, and it's all personal stuff. There's so much personal development that has to happen. And I think having those circles where you can sort of be just who you are Mm -hmm. in the complexity that you are and have somebody follow it (laughs) is wonderful. Beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) Do you
1: find, do you find that people, um, are resistant to that idea, that kind of, you know, I call it well-rounded, but that sounds mm-hmm. too good. Some people th- think that it's, that that you shouldn't merge all of these things together, that you should keep your life siloed. Do you find that people are resistant to that?
2: Yeah, I do see the resistance, but I think it's only a resistance with vulnerability and their mm. and their desire to keep up the game or the or the um, facade a little bit in whatever role. Like, you're working so – and again, that comes to a point of, like, can you authentically show up in all your roles and understand that none of those roles are your actual identity. (laughs) And that's
0: risky. And that's a risky thing, and that's also a really bold thought process in terms of weight my identity is not in the letters after my name and it's not in this pretty clinic that I work in. And I like, as, as Bethany, I, you know, Oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm a core fitness specialist. We have these I am statements. I am a mother. I am a wife. You look Mm -hmm. at people's Instagram little, they give you a certain number of words to define who you are. I am, you know, our face, whatever face background you have. Mm -hmm. And it's like, at the heart, like, does that even really encompass right. what we all are?
2: Right. And you can get lost in it. You know, like you can get lost in. It. I think that's Chris. To your question, that's kind of what happens to some people where they don't sure. even. You know, I I worked a lot. You know, a lot of my years as the belly guru, um, and even now working with women, is is still kind of them losing themselves in the role or right. the title. Right. Or the you know the season of life even, right. um, and, and 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 not remaining anchored. But that's because again, I just think there's a really there's a whole you know a whole life you have to live, and we really have to get to our younger girls, our young women, to yeah. help them remember the inner child as they get older and older yeah. and older, um, and become the maiden and become the mother and become the matriarch, and then we're full circle never losing track of that inner child. And I think men or women that lose track of that, I think men actually have a lot easier time keeping with their childish ways. Mm-hmm. You know, personally, they kind of are, you know, whatever, still making fart jokes and still like, whatever, you know, <laughs> way into their 40s and 50s. But it's a way to sort of connect with an inner child playfulness that I think women, unless you allow them, you know, you really instill in them that that's okay. Uh-huh. You know, how to be childlike without being childish. That's where it needs yeah. to happen in maturity for everyone. Yeah. And so if you have that and you show up in life like that, I, I just think that's a power. I just think that's a, an <coughs> untapped power that men and women could have and then the resistance is down. Now they can just show up wherever they are, whoever they are.
1: It's tough, right? Because our our entire culture is designed around um, defining who you are in 140 characters for your Instagram profile, right? Like or your
0: Twitter, so, yeah.
1: So if if you have to do that, then you you're kind of in order to do that, you falsify you you really falsify what the truth is, and you create a fake. I mean, fake reality, it's just, just, it's not real. It's just not.
0: It's not all, it's not, well, I don't know if it's so much, I mean, I think for some people it is fake. I think for others, it's just, it's never gonna be the full picture and we have to remember that ourselves. Yeah, we have to remember
2: that exactly. It's not the full picture and definitely have to remember it ourselves never mind everybody else's opinion you know they'll they'll see whatever they want everybody has an opinion of you whether you talk or you don't talk or you show up or you don't show up right um but you know like i just had fun with that lately like you know writing out in my thing like my instagram right now is like um you know goddess maker conversation Mm -hmm. starter Mm -hmm. because i'm at the point where i'm like you know ask me more you know i think Ask me more. Don't define me by, you know, if I write PT, DPT, WHC, CA, Yeah, I'm C- kind of like, in, like in this, like, they. first of all, they've stopped reading it. And half the time, they're like, <laughs> they do know what those letters are. Yeah. So,
0: like, is know. this alphabet soup? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, how do you here's, – here's a question I have that came to me while you were talking about that inner child. Mm-hmm. Because you you discussed how a lot of men – stay comfortable making those potty-talk things, um, those little jokes, and but girls don't. And we tend, oh, we're very ladylike and, you know, oh, we don't talk that way. And um, How do you think that impacts women as they pursue their health? I mean, we we talk about men keeping us down, but I'm sorry. I, I think it's the opposite. I think we <laughs> keep ourselves down I
1: agree a that. whole
0: lot more because – the men in my life, many of whom are what our nation right now would look at and maybe label as oh, those fundamentalist, you just white Christian males. Uh, I'm sorry, they are they are more open and more encouraging of me and all the other female entrepreneurs in my life. They advocate for us to break taboos, and it's mm-hmm. the women that are like, "Oh, your slip is showing."
2: Ooh yeah I, I think it comes down to it. I mean what, what ends up happening honestly is that um, I guess identification with like where your purpose is again going back to that a little bit um, but in terms of health personal health you know again if you're talking about um, going to the bathroom you know, being such this secretive thing or that area not having a name or nobody looking there or anything mm-hmm. like that. It makes it kind of hard to talk to people when you're having dysfunction in your pelvic mm-hmm. area. It makes it kind of hard when you are, are labeled in a certain, um, or here's what I would want to say, maybe not appreciating the, uh, the sacred geometry that I feel like women are I mean yoga asana I'll go back to my yoga hat on the whole point of the asana yeah. asana is sacred geometry it's all mathematical it's all about angles and this and that you don't learn about that in your hot booty sweat class but there's a layer to it and um, <laughs> there's a whole science and so you know taking on part of that is understanding the sacred geometry everything with the hand mudras and the and the and the phonetics and, and mantra mm-hmm. and all of that is very important because it's all, it's all mathematical. It's all designed with the mathematics of the world and the universe. Yeah, the
0: I've been reading, I, I bought Ginger Garner's medical therapeutic, therapeutic, uh-huh. Uh-huh. therapeutic yoga. <laughs> there you go. And it's like, I could read three pages and then go back through it and highlight it and go back through it and highlight it again. I was looking at the, you know, the vocal cords and playing stuff. with sound while you're in certain positions and how Ew, it just blew my mind. I so mean, just think
2: about that. If you don't have a voice, if you're brought up to not have a voice in your community or in your family, think about that impact, knowing just the anatomy and the physiology and the forces and the physics on the body with the glottis and the pelvic floor, or even, you know, if, if in child, you know, again, if your body and it's, and it's shape is altered by your role as mother or, Mm -hmm. or in, you know, I don't know the workouts that you do or something like that. And there's this different socialization because of it. Just think about that impact in a biopsychosocial way. Wow. It's, it's very impactful. Um, Yeah. That, that, that kind of not being in touch with your inner child is, is, is a very traumatic and disempowering thing. Hmm. And whoever started that, whoever was that, maybe at some point that was the men, in some way, because it's really scary. If you ever have a woman who knows that her, what her purpose is and is willing to proclaim it, Mm -hmm. you can't stop her. Mm -hmm. And there are certain things about, um, the way we view the world and the power we have to create it that men will just never have. Mm -hmm. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that reality may have been something, but as you said, later on now with an education, with going to school, with having access, with being as smart as we are with the internet, being able to look up things, even if you can't go to school, if you have access with the desire that you might Mm -hmm. have in you through a certain mindset, there's no excuse why you are still worrying and complaining about stuff that just doesn't mean anything. You're just holding yourself back. I mean, I say that all the time. Nobody can see. One of the big reasons why I want to support women to shine themselves the way they are, whether it's for health or wealth, is because I can't keep hearing you complain. Nobody's inviting you to the party when nobody ever sees you to invite you. Mm -hmm. They don't know what they're looking for. They don't know what a strong woman is right now because we haven't shown it to them in our feminine form. We've Mm -hmm. sort of said, make me one of the boys. Right. And then try to compile ourselves into that. But you know what? It don't work. It doesn't yeah. work. Like your to, husband doesn't work on your hormones.
1: I'd like to talk about that for a second. You talk a lot about um, kind of approaching things from a feminine perspective versus a masculine perspective.
2: Yes.
1: Um, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that?
2: Well, what I mean is we kind of live in a world of duality here. So there's lots of black and white, up and down, top right. and bottom. I'm in healthcare. That's how you learned about the whole entire body. Uh, you know, right and left, up and down, inner and outer, um, male and female, you know, so we have a mindset of, of these big drastic things, but you know, when you're living a life, you realize it's all the gray in between. Yeah. And so we really need to start appreciating that. The problem is we've only been sort of at one or the other, or we've decided when we're going to blend it, we're just going to become the other one. <laughs> Nobody's really working here in the middle. And so that's what, you know, when I'm talking about um, more masculine traits, I'm talking very, very traditional hunter-gatherer, very traditional role, very traditional linear. You know, when you're talking to a guy, he's just like, get to the point. What do I got to know out of this conversation? When you're talking to a girl, her mindset's kind of like, I'm going to tell you like the whole situation so you understand why I said what I was going to (laughs) say. And it's it's just kind of like, it's frustrating and like marriage between a man and a woman, um, or even I would say now between a masculine and more feminine form, because right. now we understand people are understanding that they're a mix and are finding their own right. groove in that and right. are living that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you are still just kind of on one side thinking the other thing is not yours to take and use in your own way, you're at a disadvantage because there's plenty of times I got to be the arrow targeting to something. And then there's other times where I got to be thinking of myself as more of the target. and mm-hmm. um, you know, more of the, more of the, um, you know, attraction to have the, the, the things come to me right. um, and so, men and women could really utilize that. And I really feel like if, if we weren't so tied into, you know, uh, mama's boy, you know, what is mama's boy? You know what mama's boy is the sensitive guy that kind of gets his mother and is probably going to be a really good guy as long to his wife, as long as, his mom doesn't have an attachment problem. If his mom has an attachment problem, then he's going to have a problem. It's not the kid's problem for being a sensitive guy, but we kind of like criminalize that the same way, you know, we might say, you know, in the past, like these women that were coming up in the 80s and 90s as CEOs and stuff. Oh, she's a bitch. Why is she a bitch? Because she told everybody to shut up and get to the work that they had to do. You know, so because she was showing her more masculine way. Um, to get to the point, but it wasn't known. There was people didn't know what that looked like with breasts and a vagina. People didn't know what sensitive looks like with a penis. Mm-hmm. You know, now we have this opportunity where we're kind of more open to you know genders and and, and attributes, and we right. could really sort
0: of embrace just who the hell we are and show up that way right. in our full power and our full glory. Now, what do you see the crossover being when it comes to um, you know, cause I always want to tie it into fitness. Um, and I, how, what do you see the crossover being with that female and masculine energy? Um, when it comes to how women train versus how men train mm-hmm. and, and, and those perspectives. And yeah. I know. I know for me, um, one of the hurdles I'm constantly trying to get my clients over is this notion that women should only lift light things, and women should be skinny and petite, and women should not grunt, and women should not... Um, you know, there's women shouldn't sweat and it's what what's, what, what even is that? And the invention of CrossFit, I think probably <laughs> killed that. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Well, hopefully, but, um, as somebody who serves a lot of people in that Bible belt, um, which by the way, my grandpa was a preacher in the Bible belt and I, in my book. There you go. Well, I think you and him would have had a great time in a room together. I would pay. I would pay money <laughs> in that room. Oh my gosh, that'd be so much fun. Um, oh. But it's it's this. I think what you're really getting at, but I want you to expand on it more is that we can choose. We can right. choose to to take that curvy hustle to kind of do it more in circles and to um, explore all of these more esoteric romantic avenues. Okay. Those are just some words I randomly picked. Mm -hmm. We can also choose to be very linear and be Mm -hmm. very, and to make fart jokes if that, if that (laughs) furthers our purpose. Um, but how does that play out in fitness the way you see it? Well, I think that, um,
2: again, if we're going to say fitness, it's really what physical fitness is the main mm-hmm. thing people are thinking. And, but and, and, it is and overall wellness. wellness. Yeah. Mental fitness, emotional right. fitness, all exactly. of this expanded to. But I think if we're looking at the world of like, you know, weights and aerobics and, and you know, cycling and this and that, um, you know, there was a time my mother, my mother was brought up very
0: much like girls don't learn how to ride a bike. I Ooh. mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh my <laughs> you know? gosh. I remember that. Oh, I remember my mom talking, she's like, yeah, because that might ruin your virginity. Yeah. So, you know, again, the confusion over not
2: knowing about the woman's body, not knowing about, you know, health, not knowing, you know, things had to evolve to some extent. But again, there's no excuse right now. Um, if you're having to take anabolic steroids because your body has limits, I think you got to look at like what you're really doing there. I think that's like a personal thing, you know, like yeah. if you are somebody who's not building, you know, muscle mass like you should and you have the testosterone levels. Yeah, maybe you should go inquire to see if something's not working or whatever. Mm-hmm. But in Because t- women do have testosterone and exactly. men do have estrogen. Mm-hmm. yeah like exactly like people think like you know that nobody has has the other things, and we 're all again it 's all about our mix it 's mm-hmm. all about our mix of the same stuff, and so I think that what ends up happening in fitness is again we 're seeing seeing still that played out kind of thing where i mean come on if you're if you 're lifting weights and you 're peeing on yourself or if you 're really feeling mm-hmm. like you have to. I mean, there's even shirts. I did a talk in 2015 where I was showing an advertisement at a CrossFit gym about how lady was selling shirts like I poop on myself, like it's something to be proud about. Oh, my yes. gosh. And I said, this is not – I understand it's like in this fun culture, but, again, you know, it's just kind of – Yeah, and they think they're, they're normalizing keeping, it. Yeah, they're normalizing it. They're not keeping to well, the sacred They poetry. are
1: normalizing it. They are normalizing <laughs> it, but it's not – It's not, it's not okay.
0: a good normal. It's not it's an not acceptable normal. normal. Right. And what right. is it? The stats are what? I think I heard from, oh, I just forgot her name. <gasps> One of the gals that talked at the New York thing. She's listening you. What's her name? Well, which, who? I was just she listened to about? her thing last <laughs> week. She talked, OK, sorry. Uh, 28% of female athletes have anal incontinence. Oh, and okay. 37% yeah. of them have urinary incontinence. And that's regardless of pregnancy. Like this was triathletes. Um, and I think it actually was, I think they were actually all non-gravid, meaning they, none of them had been pregnant and they were dealing with this stuff. Right. And, uh, yeah. It's playing out in the same way it's always played out. In in fitness, again, you're not healthy just because you do
2: fitness because you may be an unhealthy person mentally, you know, no boundaries when you're doing that workout. You know, in high school, my friends who were on the wrestling team were, like, wearing plastic all day and yeah. sweating uh-huh. and dehydrating oh, yeah. themselves, and they were an athlete. Not, not a healthy one in my book, but, yeah. you know, it worked for wrestling. So we all have to understand that if you're training for an event, maybe you're working that way. But if you're obsessed with a certain way because of the fitness culture, then, you, then we have to look at that as, is that actually healthy? And so I think we're just looking at that same conversation we're having outside the fitness world and everywhere else. What is our boundary? What is actually healthy? What is expected for a certain role, such as triathlete or whatnot, while you're training, by the way, Mm -hmm. not that you're a loser, you know, who doesn't decide to train that way when you're not training for a triathlon. Um, It all goes back to mindset. I mean, we've got to take care of up in the head area then I think the body would just follow because it really does keep the score. And it's a puppet. It's a puppet. We keep focusing on the body and manipulating the body on biohacking. And we're forgetting that it's following the, the, the subconscious of the mind and the
0: brain. And brain exactly is body, really. So it's really about the mind and our interaction. It's all connected. It's all connected. You know, I know that for myself, Um, having just put together the fit to be girls course last year and we added the lesson on body image disorders. And as I read that lesson, my whole life, I have thought I do not have an issue with this. Don't have an issue with this. I've always been pretty comfortable in my own skin, never had an eating disorder, but there was something that came out in this and, and it was partly about how it's this, um, not just eating disorders or that you're, that you, you think you're fatter than you really are. But it's this, um, it's this thing where you, you really don't see yourself as you are, though. And, and there's this struggle with um, this need to be defined um, because when I was younger, I was always praised for my arms. Oh, you have such strong arms. Whoa, look at your deltoids. And recently when I had surgery and I started losing that definition because I lost the nerve connection, I almost felt like I was losing a piece of my identity. And I talked about this in a live chat I did on Facebook mm-hmm. um, because I have found myself just recently like trying to get that back and, and fixating on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's to the point of um, resigning and letting go of some of the softness that my body has shifted to. Uh, that my husband has actually enjoyed. <laughs> he's like, I kind of I like this new you – know, it's a little softer around the edges right. and because it's, it's more feminine. He's like – and he said, when I marry you, you are all hard edges. Mm. And I thought about that because when, when I got married, I really saw myself as beautiful and strong, and I was. And he's like, and I loved your body then because I really love it now. I love the softness of it. It's like this – we – and I think that some of us female athletes, we can get caught in this distorted image cycle of trying to trying to be a bit more masculine than
1: right.
0: than we're designed to be, yeah, or chiseled. In the process, yeah. yeah, yeah, chiseled. In the process of chasing that, and then we end up with these dysfunctions. We end up hurting ourselves because, as women, um, and we're not really designed to do those things. And, and I know you've also pointed out that in yoga. It was designed by guys who their pelvic floor musculature is not the same as ours. And so there are some poses in yoga that can be detrimental to a woman in her childbearing years because we have an extra hole. <laughs> right. Like, we can't deny it. You have an extra hole. Deal with it. Like,
2: yes. Your physics is different. Your forces are different because right. of that. Like, that's Don't the thing we kind like not- of want to forget. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, but yet,
2: Right. Like we have a lot of estrogen and it's cycling. See, that's the thing. It's not that. It's not only that, but it is cycling and there's a purpose there. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you really can't be so surprised. We have one in six now or whatever with fertility issues. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't, you can't have it all. You can't have it all in that way. You can't, you can't disregard the normal physiology, biohack it. Do whatever you want with your brain, right? Our human brain to, to be able to make everything we want as we want it, because nature's always gonna win. You know, right. nature's gonna say, okay, we're making a new human race. All right, let's just get rid of the old one. Let's do what yeah. you want, you know? <laughs> and, and so you know, it's just following our lead. Yeah. But sometimes yeah. we get the monkey mind and we're we're kind of looking at the immediate. And so, you know, if something makes you feel good, you feel strong. You, we do need upper strength as we get older as women. Yeah. You know, that's definitely one of the factors of, of our morbidity if we do not. But to the point, again, if it needs to be, again, I think it's the factor of need. You yeah, know, like if yeah, you can't, can't be happy, happy less.
1: Right.
2: <laughs> you know, yeah. then we're getting into something unhealthy. And like, and, 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 and yeah, let's think about it. Like if a guy doesn't have something, it seems interesting to them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean just like the women they explored having the strong muscle and the and doing all those things But I think there was this like kind of I think for me and for a lot of the women in my community There was sort of this backlash that said wait a minute. I don't think I want that Mm -hmm. There's some of that traditional stuff. I actually do actually think I'm going to enjoy and be okay with Mm -hmm. I mean this definitely wasn't the path I was gonna have but it's definitely down a path that was because I wanted to bring in more flexibility
0: And a lot of that flexibility was around me being at home. Yeah. Which is, yeah. So it's like, and and I too have noticed there's this, there's a a shift back to, well, maybe it's not so bad to be feminine and to just be a woman. And if we want to be home, be home. If you want to work, work. Um, I, I do both. Work outside and inside the home, and I love it. That's my balance. What's interesting is my sister, my older sister, was always the one who was like, I'm gonna keep working when I have kids. She was a medical assistant, I'm gonna go back to work. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm gonna have 10 kids, stay at home. And it yeah. has been the opposite in our yeah. lives. Mm-hmm. She had three kids and stays at home, quit working. She tried to go back to work, did not work for her. She was a hot mess, admitted it. She said, I can't do this. I want to be home with my kids. Me, I quit working, <clears throat> stayed home, and then was like, oh,
2: I need something right. <laughs> And I think it's really beautiful. I have a brother who's a millennial, okay, because he's 11 years younger than me. And he's in that generation. I'm seeing more of the men be more open in his age to you know, also <laughs> wanting that work-life balance. Because again, we're starting to blend in. We're like, you know what, I think I just want to be a parent. You know, a parent doesn't say whether you have XX or XY. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think we're seeing that blend where eventually maybe we'll just be working with what works with us. I have another neighbor in my community that's like they flipped roles. He now stays home. He's doing that stuff. She's the one out, you know, earning the money
0: and they're perfectly happy with that. In, in totally flipped roles. Yeah. So Chris I does. Think, Chris works from home and yeah. you know, runs this business and a couple others and right. and he rocks Just it. finding a way to make it work. Like that's the thing. It doesn't have to be
2: the way um, I guess maybe a generation before us. We're using our... Um, creativity, our attributes of creativity and connection and community and transparency and vulnerability and all of those beautiful feminine uh, powers that were looked at as weaknesses. We're realizing Mm -hmm. they're actually powers to make the life that you love. Because honestly, isn't that what it's all about? Right. Um, without being so hedonistic that you're going to destroy everybody else's life. It's more of that eudaimonic
0: <laughs> kind of well-being in, in in the totality that we really have right. to shift towards. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, what I hear you saying um, overall, too, is that to heal the healers, to heal ourselves, to get back to the roots of it, um, we have to have this well-rounded thing. We, we, we need to let go of that linear image that this has mm-hmm. to be a certain way and this has to look a certain way. Right. And for some people, that actually means re embracing some more traditional roles. For other people, that might mean letting go okay. of some of those traditional roles that they thought they would be in, which is for what sure. happened with me. I thought I was going to be the stay at home mom wearing an apron, shepherding around 10 kids. <laughs> and um, nope. And for some
2: people, Beth, it has to be the other way. Maybe yeah. they went too much off on their tangents and curves, and they need to come back to that linear that right. the things that they set out to do. And mm-hmm. I think midlife, we kind of realized we're like, you know what? I want it to be, but, 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 I wanted to, and, mm-hmm. and, and being okay with that, being okay right. to switch roles right. or to switch ideas <laughs> or make it start working for you. That's a really important part too. So Lisa,
1: so Lisa, let's say you get two minutes, just two minutes with the woman that's right in the thick of it. She's not really sure. She's not really even connecting with some of the stuff we've been talking about, maybe even who she really should be. What do you tell her? What's your advice to her?
2: Oh, I always start off every conversation, let me hear your story.
1: Okay.
2: <clears throat> let me hear your story. And, and, and that will lead us the way. Because mm-hmm. if, she, if she doesn't have one, she right. really focuses on everybody else but hers. Right. You know, that tells me a lot. I, I, I can reflect that back. That's kind of more of my coaching hat on of, right. you know, I, I hold up the mirror and I ask and I tell her I will listen.
1: hmm
2: And she'll hear herself.
1: Yeah, and then we'll go from there. I really like that. So even not having a story is totally a story. absolutely
2: exactly, exactly.
1: That is fantastic. I love <laughs> that. Um, Lisa, thank you so much for for joining us today. It's yeah. been thank you for having me. You, yeah, it's it's very interesting. I love your perspective. I, I really like how you're you're talking about this whole well-rounded approach to things. I think that. You know, a lot of people say that, um, but they don't really practice it. Um, I think that it's it's awesome that you're helping empower people to learn how to do that better. Um, fits right in with all the stuff that Beth is always working on and talking about. Um, I think there's good synergy too. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. I think it's I think it's important that people. Pay attention to this stuff. Um, where mm-hmm. can people find you if they want to learn yeah. more about all of the things you're doing? Which is a lot of yes. cool things, by the and way. And
0: the links. So make sure if you're listening that you you check out the links and that you watch this because we've had all kinds of expressions about spiders and other things. Oh yes, <laughs> definitely you have to. It's definitely something to watch, not just to see that he came out and he's on again.
1: Yeah, he's.
2: Oh gosh. Um, you know, uh, probably the best place is is my uh www. dr lisa holland PT page and that's DR for doctor. Um, That's for kind of connecting me to a whole, if you are in the Charlotte area or if you're looking for like connecting the dots, a lot of women are kind of have a many, many specialties and they can't connect the dots. You can still contact me at my uh, belly guru, www.bellyguru.com. That's B L L Y G U R U.com. But either way, you know, um, social media at Dr. Lisa Holland, PT,
0: yeah, goddess Wisdom awesome. Mastermind, awesome. anything goddess, yeah.
2: I'll probably come up. Lisa, <laughs> goddess, like that. Yeah, she's got a she's feisty social media uh,
0: yes. system. So, type. yeah, I my love. Instagram well, is do.
2: probably the most about me. If, I, if my Instagram scares you, then maybe there's somebody else I can connect to.
0: That's pretty much me.
1: <laughs> we'll link to that stuff in the show in the show notes as well, for sure. Yeah.
0: Thank you for stretching our brains today. It was good stuff. Oh, thank good. you. I don't know how not to. So I appreciate that you appreciate that. I yeah. that. <laughs> oh,
1: bring it. Bring it. Like that. Thank you, guys. Right. Thanks for being
2: here.
0: Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening today. I truly hope you're taking us along for a walk while we talk. But in case that didn't happen, remember that it's never too late to move when you have membership access to fit2be.com, which has everything from easy to hard, beginner to advanced, five minutes to 55 minutes. Once again, be sure you're following Fit2Be on Twitter at Fit2Be, Instagram at fit 2 Studio, and subscribing to this podcast.